Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Thanks again for listening to iPodcast AGCMO. Today we have with us Becky Spurgeon. Becky is the president of Interface Construction and is our chairperson-elect for AGC in Missouri. She will be the chairman of the board for our association in 2020. So, Becky, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the construction industry. Okay, well, I'm president of Interface, and when I joined Interface 32 years ago, it was as a bookkeeper. And that at that time, Interface was a flat work subcontractor, primarily doing work in Illinois for IDOT. We probably did a mm, little less than $5 million a year. And in the mid-'90s, our uh, founder and CEO, Sam Hutchinson, decided to start transitioning the company from a flat work subcontractor to a GC. And that opened up a lot of opportunities for the company and for me. In uh, late 1999, we relocated to St. Louis to be closer to our work and our subcontractors. And Interface is a full-service construction manager and general contractor. We focus primarily on healthcare, higher education, and research. So as Interface grew, that gave me the opportunity to grow. And I've been president now for the last seven years. Prior to that, I was CFO and vice president, so I've done, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of interesting things in my 32 years, and even though I've spent the majority of my career in this industry with Interface, I did work for just a brief time in public accounting, not nearly as interesting as construction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure as you've gone from being the person that is in the front office to be in the person that's in the C-suite, you have had some interesting steps along the way. Absolutely. And Sam, again, our founder and CEO, he is an entrepreneur at heart. So during the last 32 years, it hasn't just been interface construction. He's been involved in a, a variety of businesses, trucking, hauling, materials, as well as he's always been a very strong mentor for other emerging companies. So I've got to work with probably a dozen other companies over the years. So that's kept it really interesting. Well, it's great that he saw the talent to come right from the front office all the way up. That's unusual. I've always felt very blessed to have found Interface and for them to have found me. So what are some of the notable projects that you're working on right now as Interface? Mm. What are some of the... Big things that you're seeing. Okay, we're doing a new building for the St. Louis, Kansas City Carpenters Council. It's a health and wellness facility. It'll offer a one-stop shop for their 20,000-plus members and families. Uh, It's about 20,000 square feet out of the ground. We're doing footings right now, so that's moving along nicely. Uh, We also have a project going on for Deerberg's. It's an outlot building. It's going to be a future home of McAllister's and a couple of other retailers, about 9,000 square feet. In addition, we've got a good project going on for one of our long-term clients, SSM Health. We're doing the ED expansion at their St. Mary's facility, 
and it's an extensive renovation as well as a new 8,000 square foot addition. And that project will go on through 2020. Interface has, on average, of 400 active projects a year, so it's hard to just pick one or two. Are those mostly in St. Louis, or do you work outside the region, or...? Currently, everything is in the metro area. Um, we have traveled outside of St. Louis for client-specific projects, mm-hmm. but we aren't pursuing projects outside of St. Louis right now. There's plenty of work right here, huh? Well, I don't know if you ever say there's plenty, but <laughs> we're busy. <laughs> so what do you see as some of the biggest challenges that are facing? Let's just start with Interface. What are some of the challenges that your company is seeing as your looking ahead at 2019 and 2020? Manpower. Really? Both in the office and in the field. We just recently hired uh, an estimator and a project engineer, and we looked for a year and a half for an estimator. Wow. We had three... three recruiters working for us, but to find find a good culture fit and to find somebody with the experience. And I think everybody's seeing this with manpower, that they're just in high demand. So uh, we have about 22 people in the office and about 80 in the field. But even in the field, you know, our core group of guys that have been with us a long time and most of our people in the field have come on board through referral you know, they're starting to get ready to retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're looking to, you know, kind of make sure we have that next generation in place. And we're fortunate in that in our field, we actually have a lot of second generation guys. You know, their dad started for us and now they're working. And, and I love to see that. So, but that that would be by far our biggest challenge, I think. And it's not something I think is going to be remedied quickly. You know, we lost a lot of people during the recession. Again, the aging workforce, a lot of our guys, they want to retire, even though I say, please don't go. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's, we're just not attracting people to our industry, which as someone that's been in it for a long time and had such great opportunity in construction, I I don't see why people don't see the value of and the opportunity that construction offers. Well, I would think you'd be a good spokesperson to deliver that message as somebody who came in from public accounting into construction and now here you are the owner of one of the more significant firms in St. Louis marketplace. My route into it was definitely different than most. But it does go to show that the opportunity is there. Absolutely. So what are the challenges? Now you talked about interfaces, the manpower issue. Mm -hmm. You're moving forward. You decided to make the move to go through the chairs at AGC in Missouri. Mm -hmm. What are the cha- some of the challenges you see from the association perspective and some of the things that you're looking as you go move through the chairs? What sort of challenges do you see ahead for yourself? Ooh, well, I, you mean what the, what the association is yeah, seeing? Yeah, you know, with the association ride? and with yourself. I think it's probably in alignment with what kind of our um, – I just recently participated in the legislative day. And if you haven't done that, I strongly recommend that you do that because it was an eye-opener for me. But I appreciated how closely aligned our goals and objectives are with the administration. You know, workforce diversity, again, needing people in our industry, economic diversity, the funding, the infrastructure and highway funding. I think all of those are going to be challenges. I think we've seen them on our list of things to do and are part of our strategic plan for a while and they're going to be there for a while going forward. But we just have to make sure we move that needle a little bit every year. Well, that legislative day certainly is an interesting day. Oh, very what was much What so. was the thing that was the most surprising to you being a first-timer? 
I don't know if surprising is the right word, but what I appreciated most about it is how AGC is so respected, and it just enforced to me that we do have a voice there because of the great work that you guys do. Well, we do have some interesting challenges, and like you said, workforce is one of those things Mm -hmm. that we're hopeful the governor steps up. We're hopeful that And I think especially in the St. Louis region, we have some challenges on that because of the demographic here is different. You know, a lot of our folks will rely on folks from technical schools or career schools, things like Mm -hmm. that, which aren't necessarily common here in the St. Louis region. No, I think that kind of fell off, you know, and the focus was on the four-year degree and that's not a fit for everybody, and that leaves a lot of people encumbered with a lot of debt at the end of those four years. So I think we're starting to see a turn back to more of the trade school and the opportunities that that offers. Have your craft workers on the job, like you said, it's moving from first to second generation. Do they sort of see the same thing? Or are they working to encourage their families and other folks to get involved oh i think absolutely and and you know that's we're working with our kind of what we consider our emerging leaders at interface and one of the things we task them with is to be an advocate for interface you know you want to work with people that you trust and you respect and you have confidence in go out there and recruit those people for us well i know one of your employees just volunteered to chair the carpenters joint apprenticeship committee which certainly is one of the bigger apprenticeship programs, if not the biggest in the Mm -hmm. state, and that certainly is a big help for us Mm -hmm. also. He's very proud to be involved in that, and we're we're proud to support him there. Well, it's a case of walking the talk. I mean, there are a lot of folks who are wringing their hands about the workforce issue, but it does take the folks doing the groundwork, visiting the schools, Mm -hmm. taking the time at the apprenticeship programs to really make it go. And like you said, sharing your story. You know, I think by some construction is still viewed as a dirty, dangerous job. And in some sometimes it is. It's it's hard work. But I think safety is a priority more now than it's ever been. And I just think there's great opportunity that people aren't aware of. So when you're in front of the class full of high schoolers, what's your message to them? Hmm. What I share often with people that ask me is I always said I'd do it I'd try it you know as interface was growing you know we never had enough people to fill all the spots so you had to wear a lot of different hats and I was always raising my hand saying I'll do it I'll check it out I'll figure it out and more than anything I discovered what I don't want to do you know you learn there's a lot of things you don't want to be doing (laughs) and that's good information to have but I would say explore it try you know try on different hats and see see what works And be willing to take those challenges as they come in front of you. Absolutely. As somebody who started out myself as a carpenter in the field and ended up where I am, that message resonates with me. Yes. Because those opportunities come and you are prepared to take them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sam would often say to me, he'd say, Becky... You know, you do enough things and have enough experiences. One of these days, you're, you're going to know it when it's coming at you because you've already seen it before. And he always said it way better than that. But, but it's true. The, the, all of the experiences you have, good or bad, it does prepare you for the next day. Well, Sam is a great person to have as a mentor. I know Sam yes. was always very involved with AGC of America. Mm-hmm. He's certainly well-respected nationally. Yes. Have you been to any AGC of America national events yet? Oh, yes. 
Tell mm-hmm. me about tell me about some of your experiences with AGC of America. What I enjoy most of the programs that they offer. Lot of opportunity to learn, and and not just who the speakers are and the presenters, but they're always first class. But also from the other people, your peers in the industry that are there from different parts of the country, different size companies. I, I really enjoy that. So when you go to those, you have there's enough time to both learn from the presenters, and also it's almost like a informal peer group that you yes. have other folks to touch base with who are non-competitors that you can learn from. Right, and that you can ask those questions that maybe you wouldn't ask your competitor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So 2019, 2020 look like the economy is going to be good for you. looks like Interface is going to be strong going forward. Good for Interface, yes. Yeah, actually I think this year is probably going to be our highest volume year. Um, Not that we're a volume-driven company because we're not. Uh, about 80% of what we do is with repeat clients, so our volume is sometimes dictated by their needs. But, yeah, things are looking good. Well, that's great. Uh, that's good news, and hopefully your year as chair in 2020 will make it even brighter. I am looking forward to it. Anything else you'd like to share with us before we wrap up for today? Well, I would like to thank you. I've served on a number of boards and committees in my time, YWCA, St. Louis Community College, Oasis, Girls Incorporated, Boys and Girls Club, but it is especially rewarding to serve an organization that has done so much for our industry and and for our company personally. So thank you for what you guys do. Well, we have a great team, a great hardworking staff, and it's always good to know that we're making a difference in the community. So Becky, under your leadership, I'm sure we'll continue to do everything that we can to make Missouri a better place to build. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.